Oh, I love church. I love the house of God. And look, for me, it's just such a great honor and privilege to be up here sharing tonight. And as Ebony said, we're looking into the matters of the heart. And uh, I just want to really take this in a direction I really felt God want to. And I've titled my message, message this, The Battle for My Destiny. Everyone say destiny. And I want to open this, this message by asking you two questions. Who does your heart say that you are? I want you to think about that. What does your heart, who does your heart say that you are? And what do you truly believe about yourself? Deep questions, but they're going to make sense as we go on a journey tonight. And we're going to walk through a passage of Scripture about a person in the Bible. But you know what? I want to open with this, that one of the biggest ceilings over what we, you and I, can do for God in life is how we see ourselves. One of the greatest ceilings or hindrances or distractions over the ability for you and I to fulfill all God's called us to do is how we see ourselves. And we're going to go on a journey tonight uh, following um, the calling of a man named Moses. Now, a lot of us would know Moses as this amazing man of God. The Bible says he knew God face to face as one did to a friend. Maybe a lot of us would know Moses as this incredible leader who delivered the Israelites, God's people from slavery. He was an amazing man of God who fulfilled God's destiny on his life. But I want to I wanna ask the question, well, where did that all begin? We might see him as an amazing man of God, but you might be surprised at the beginning of Moses' journey. So we're going to open uh, in our Bibles to Exodus 3, um, starting from verse 7. We're going to read along um, this passage of Scripture. So what basically has happened is uh, Moses is just going for a walk, and he just sees this bush that's burning. It's called um, the encounter with the burning bush. And basically, it's this really weird thing where the bush just was not burning up. A bush was on fire. And basically, it was an encounter with God. And if we can get that up, we're going to read on from verse 7. He's talking to the Lord. He said, Then the Lord told him, I have certainly seen the impression of my people in Egypt. I've heard their cries of distress because of their harsh slave drivers. Yes, I'm aware of their suffering. See, point, you know, you just need to know your calling is not just for yourself, but our calling is for other people. Moses' calling was all about a, a, a group of people who were crying out in distress. Let's go to verse 8. So I've come down to rescue them from the power of the Egyptians and lead them out of Egypt into their own fertile and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey. All right, let's go to verse 9. He wants to take them out of slavery. Look, the cry of the people has reached me, and I've seen how harshly Egyptians abuse them. Next scripture. Now go, for I am sending you to Pharaoh. You must lead my people Israel out of Egypt. Now, this was an incredible moment for Moses. Before this, he was just your average guy. Yes, he was a prince, but you know, he was just living life. He had ran away. Uh, he was scared of, of to face it, which we'll talk about later. But he, here he is, and he has an encounter with God. And God is knocking on his heart with the, the doors of destiny, the calling on his life. He was called, not to a small calling, but to lead a group of people, a massive amount of people, and deliver them from slavery, from one of the world's most dominant leaders, Pharaoh. It was a big calling. Now you and I would expect that Moses would have, you know, been stoked. We would expect that he'd be like, yes, God. You know, we, we hear about him and God, yes, I'm so in. Let's go. I'm ready. Let's do it. But you, we might be surprised about how he responded. But, you know, I remember for me, 
many encounters with God. I love how he heard the call of God in an encounter. And I know in my life, I've had so many encounters with Jesus where just in one moment, I've gotten a vision of my future or a dream or, or just like, you know, some people tonight, a burden in my heart for a certain group of people. And you know what, here tonight, I really believe that if you don't know what your purpose is, if you're hungry for that, the Lord will speak to you in an encounter. Maybe tonight's your night that you'll hear the voice of God as Moses did. But you need to know you have a destiny. The Bible says that before you were even formed in your mother's womb, He knew you. He knew you by name before you were born and He set you apart. So you and I were born with a purpose, a God-given destiny to live for Him. <clears throat> to do great things for Him. Amen. Everyone turn to the person next to you and say, I've got a destiny. <laughs> no, we're not doing the Dr. Sam. I have destiny. No, I'm sorry. I, I can't do that accent either. <clears throat> but hey, you know what? Let's, let's look at how Moses responded. I'm going to go through five scriptures and this might shock you. Exodus 3 verse 11. This is how he responded. But Moses protested to God. Everyone say protested. Who am I? And that is the key statement we're going to look at tonight. Who am I to appear before Pharaoh? Who am I to lead the people of Israel out of Egypt? If we can go to verse 13. But Moses protested again. If I go to the people of Israel and tell them the God of your ancestors has sent me, what should I tell them? Who, what's his name? Let's go to verse 4, verse 1. Chapter 4, verse 1. But Moses protested again. This is now the third time he has protested the call of God. What if they won't believe me or listen to me? What if they say the Lord has never appeared to you? And it doesn't stop there. 4, verse 10. This is the great man of God. But Moses pleaded. It goes from protesting to pleading. Oh Lord, I am not very good with words. I've never been and I'm not now. Even though you've spoken to me, I get tongue-tied and the words get tangled. And lastly, verse 4, 13, check out how this ends. But Moses again pleaded, Lord, please send anyone else. Isn't that amazing? Straight away, out of Moses' shame and insecurity, he replies to the call of God on his life, who am I to do it? He was literally begging God to choose somebody else. But why? There was something inside of Moses, something within his heart that was protesting God, protesting God's purpose for his life. He was protesting who God had called him to be. And I'm sure he didn't purposely do this. It wasn't like he, you know, it wasn't like he wanted to protest the call of God or no, he wasn't disobedient and so no, I don't want to do that. But what was actually happening was God and his destiny was trying to pull him this way. But at the same time, Moses' heart was pulling him another way. It's a matter of the heart that was pulling him in another direction to what, who God had called him to be. See, I believe Moses had things written on his heart about himself that did not align to God. And maybe you and I here tonight, we have things written on our heart. Maybe we're aware of it, maybe we're not. That do not align to God. Things and statements he believed about himself through life experiences that were not the truth. He did not feel good enough. And man, can I relate to Moses tonight. Sometimes we don't feel good enough. We don't feel adequate enough to be the man or the woman that God has called us to be. And there's things sometimes written on our heart that, that's pulling us another way from the call of God. Maybe here tonight, 
you can relate to that. And you're saying, you know what? I do feel the call of God on my life, but there's so many things that come up trying to pull me the other way. We hear the call of God to be a great mom, to be a great dad, to live for Him, to be a great husband or wife, to, to start a business. We hear the, go- the call to go to university, to start a small group, to become a leader, to preach the gospel, to invite a friend to church, to make millions for the kingdom of God, to plan a church, to become a pastor. We feel the call of God to influence thousands of people. And it's like in a moment we hear the call of God in encounter and we wanna go that way, but something in us just tries to pull us another way. Something comes out, I'm, I, can't, I couldn't do that. I'm not good enough, I'm not adequate enough. What can happen is our destiny, God's trying to pull us one bay, but things written on our heart drag us another. And you know what, if we don't work on our heart, the sad truth is this, that our heart will trump our destiny. If we don't work on this, no matter how hard we try to walk, and if Moses hadn't worked on this, no matter how hard he wanted to fulfill the call of God, if he didn't work on the matters of the heart, he would have ended out of the call of God, out of the will of God. And I wanna talk tonight into that. And I believe there's, there's some common themes of what came out of Moses. And what I would say that are the three main areas in your life and in my life that will come up written on our heart. Number one was shame or disqualification. See, I said before that Moses, he was running away from Egypt. And you know what I know why is he literally, uh, long story short, is he saw a man being harsh to his own people and he murdered a man. He killed a man, buried it and thought no one had found out. But the next day he found out that, you know what, someone did see the sin. Who knows that sometimes when we make mistakes, we try to cover it. And see, Moses, he was, he was afraid that if only people knew what I was, really did, if only people knew what I had really done, and there was some shame in his heart about the sin that he had committed, and he was running away from it. And you know what? If, if For you and I, if that's the case, we will get thoughts like this. That my, you know, we hear the call of God, but my past disqualifies me. My mistakes define me, and they disqualify me. And ultimately comes down, I'm not good enough to fulfill feel God's calling on my life. Number two Moses had was fear. Maybe for you tonight, it's fear. He said, what, what will I say to them? Uh, you know, I, I, what will, will they believe me? He was afraid of the future and what might happen. And see, if we don't fully trust the Lord in our heart and our destiny is calling us to take some big steps of faith, maybe fear is what's taking you away. He was afraid. And you know what? That looks like these thoughts of just what, what if I fail? What if I can't do this? Fear of failure can draw us away. Or lastly, insecurity. He said, you're calling me to, to go to Pharaoh, deliver people, but I can't even speak well. And you know what? He did not feel adequate to do what God had called him to do. And maybe you and I, when we hear the call of God, what comes out is, do I actually have what it takes to do what you're asking me to do? Is all that I am actually enough? These thoughts can come up in our heart. And if you and I don't work on the matters of the heart, unfortunately, although our destiny is gonna go this way, it'll pull us the other way. And, and tonight for you, I wanna ask, which, which one of these is the main one that pulls on your heart? What are the matters of on, your, on your heart that come up when, when you begin to dream about what God could do with your life? When you begin to see a vision of you doing great and mighty things for God? What are the thoughts that instantly come up and say, you could never do that? Let's just identify that here tonight. And, and I wanna share a bit of my journey because I read this scripture afresh about a month or two ago and I, I just read it and I'm going, man, I can so relate to you, Moses. I can so relate. And my journey, 
My biggest thing was that first one of shame and disqualification. And if I was honest with you, the biggest thing that has tried consistently in my journey to take me out of my destiny is this thought and what was written on my heart of, Dan, you are not good enough. That phrase that has gone through my head so many thousands of times, I can't even tell you. And you know what? I've gone through a lot of these, but that's been my biggest battle. I am not good enough. Through my past mistakes, through the, through the side of my past that I'm not so proud about, through, through sin, through things I've done wrong, when I walked away from God, the enemy would always remind me of this when I would begin to live for God, when I would begin to, to step out and live for Him, when I'd begin to dream. The, the enemy would always, something would rise up and say, no, you aren't good enough. You're disqualified because of your past. And as a young man, I, I heard the call of God at 17. I heard a destiny knocking on my heart, but I instantly, instantly felt disqualified. I felt condemned, felt not good enough. It was a massive battle for me. And to this day, it's, been a, it's a battle for me because this has been something that was written on my heart, which I'll talk about, but something I've walked through with God to a place now where although, yes, the battle comes and it goes, I've rewritten with God what was once written on my heart and I've broken through in this area. And I wanna share a bit of my journey with you. I'm sure you can relate to many of these things. But I want to talk about tonight how the enemy can get in. See, for me, what happens, and this is what happened, is this, whenever I'd hear the call of God, it'd just be a whisper in my head, and it'd just begin to go around my head, you are not good enough, your past disqualifies you. If only they knew what you had done. He whispers lies into our head. And you know what? It hasn't, it, this isn't at a heart level yet. It's in our minds. But the lies of the enemy that bounce around in our head and come against us, if we don't act on it, it gets into our heart. If we listen to the voice and allow it in, do you know what happens? It goes from, you are not good enough. You are not good enough. And we let that bounce around long enough. If we begin to accept it, it turns into, I am not good enough. What began once as a lie of the enemy that you are not good enough if we're not careful, we'll begin to agree with that statement. And then what you'll find and what I found in my head is I am not good enough. And if we agree with that thought long enough, you know what will happen? That will begin to creep down and it becomes a belief in our heart. It gets written on our heart. I am not good enough. And this is what you and I have to um, do so strongly is we've got to be careful to not let things get written on our heart and what is written on our heart, how we can break through and get set free. And I want to share some keys that I've learned along the journey. Is that cool? All right, number one, if you're taking notes, right, find God's voice. For every lie of the enemy that he whispers in our ear, God has the truth. For every false thing written on our heart, God has an eraser to rub it out and a pencil to rewrite it in. For every lie that echoes in your mind, God has a promise for you. And some of us, I really felt the biggest revelation for you here tonight will be that these voices that have been going on in my head are not from God. I believe it that some people have a revelation even now. That's not from God. That is a lie straight from the pit of hell. It's not God. It's from the other guy. And I remember for me, I had an amazing moment. I was uh, in a plane. I think I would have been about 18. I was struggling with this. It's my biggest battle, feeling the call of God taking me this way, my heart pulling me this way. And I was reading a book and I was on the, the plane just by myself and I, I just turned the page and there was this big scripture. It was like an artwork book. It was a bit weird. This big scripture that said, it was Matthew 3.17. 
And it says, you are my beloved son in whom you are pleased. And let me tell you, I was on a plane. I was just so chill. I read it and just boom, started weeping in the plane, crying my little heart out. I had out of nowhere, the presence of God hit me. And I had this revelation that, you know what? This has been the enemy coming against me. I didn't feel good enough. And in this moment, I finally heard the voice of God that was saying, no, you are my son. I love you. You are good enough. I got a promise from God, a promise against a lie. I now had a sword to fight this battle, the truth. And I tell you, the first thing I did is I repented for believing that lie. I had this moment, wow, this isn't God condemning me. This isn't God telling me I'm not good enough. This isn't God disqualifying me. No, this is someone else's voice. And I heard the voice of my father say, no, Daniel, I love you. You are my son and you are good enough. We need to hear God's voice. I ask God very clearly for you to give you a scripture, to give you a picture, to give you a promise that we can battle against the other voices. See, the voice of the enemy will challenge the calling on your life. Time and time again, he will challenge the calling on your life. He will try to talk us out of the God's calling. We need to find his voice. Who does he say we are? We need to identify what was written on our heart break our agreement with it through repentance and hear His voice. And I just want to, you know, speak over your life. If you have been struggling with shame and disqualification, you know, the Bible says this, that the old you and I was crucified with Christ and it's no longer I who live, Christ in me. That you has now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. We're a new creation. We're forgiven. We're holy. We're blameless in His sight. We're accepted all because of Jesus. Come on, let me prophesy that in your world. If you struggle with fear, let me tell you, He promises to never leave you, never forsake you, that He is on your side and He is for you. And as you trust in Him, it'll all work out. All things work together for good. And if you're struggling with insecurity, I just want to get the promises of God into your life that, you know what? You are enough. The Bible says He created us anew in Christ Jesus for the good things He planned for us long ago. You are His masterpiece and you have all it takes to do what He's called you to do. Don't let the the devil bully you out of your destiny. Don't let the devil bully you out of your calling. He's a liar. Find the voice of God, the Father in heaven who created you. In Jesus' name, amen. Number two is declare His Word. I said before that our thought life is very important. Do you know that you and I, we are constantly heading in the direction of our most dominant thoughts. The enemy is doing all he can to get us fixated on the wrong thing so we begin to head towards them. And remember how Moses said this. He said, who am I to do this great calling? Who am I? And he needed to get who God said he was, not who he thought he was. And you know what? How we change our thinking How we change the lies that have been echoing is through speaking the promises of God. And I remember for me, and I'm not exaggerating, you know, this promise about the Matthew 3.17, I would have spoken that out loud over my own life. Probably I'd be up to nearly 50,000 times, I reckon. Every morning I will get up and these thoughts will try to bombard me of condemnation. But every morning I get up and I say, you know what? No, I know whose voice this is. And I declare the Word of God over me over and over again until I begin to believe it. If we can get this scripture up, Romans 10, 17. 
It says this, that faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. As you and I declare God's Word over our own life, we find faith begins to rise up until you and I believe it. We've changed our thinking and we're ready with a boldness to face this day. And also I found in my journey, it's like a shield and a sword for me. Can I tell you, even today, I'm I'm sitting there in worship, I'm about to preach, these thoughts try to come against me. They're all constantly trying to bombard me. But you know what? This promise from God is a shield and a sword. As soon as it tries to come into my mind, I'm like, no, no, I'm His beloved Son in whom He's well pleased. It's a shield and sword against the enemy. And I'm telling you, it'll be the same for you. Number three, and I'll get the band to begin to come up is meditate on His Word. Who does He say I am? If to change our mind, we need to speak the promises of God, the Word of God, but you know what? We need to get deeper than just our mind to change our heart. Pastor John taught us this last week. We need to change, we need to meditate on the Word of God. See, you and I can know something and leave it there. I for years knew this revelation in my head, but it took me a while to get it into my heart. And see, that's where speaking it gets it into our head and our thinking, but meditating gets it down deep into our heart. And there's no shortcuts for this, but time. We need to meditate on the promises of God. Uh, Can I get up Psalm 19, 14? Pastor John shared this. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord. So we need to get to a place where we don't just know the Word of God and, and our words declare the Word of God, but when it gets deeper and the meditations of our heart are from the Word of God. See, we know what is written on our heart by what it defaults to. And for me, for years, I'd declare the Word of God. I'd get boldness on me for a day. I'd get boldness on me to do a preach or whatever it was. But then I'd wake up the next day and the same thing would come against me. My heart would default to it. But then, you know what, Pastor John has helped me so much on my journey of, you know what, I need to go more to getting my thinking. But then I worked on meditating on the Word of God until it got deep down into my heart and my belief system changed. But you know what, I am good enough. I am good enough. And it takes time just sitting one-on-one with Jesus, not just speaking His Word, but picturing it. Jesus, I am your Son, and I got a picture of me sitting on my father's lap, just saying, I love you, you are good enough, I affirm you, you are accepted. And I'd meditate on it and I'd spend time. I remember when I really struggled with this for a season, it was like every second day, about half an hour, outside of my normal quiet time, it's just meditating. He loves me, I'm forgiven, I am good enough. And you know what? It's a continual journey for you and I and the higher You know, there's a saying that the higher the building, the deeper the foundation. See, I've found for me, the higher I've gone in the call of God in my life, the deeper I need to go into what's written in my heart. But you and I, we have a a decision to make. Will we let the devil bully us out of our destiny? Or will we find faith that something will rise up on the inside of us and we will resist the devil and we will become all that God has called us to be? Although we might find our heart pulling us this way, will you and I be the bold ones who go, you know what, no, I'm gonna work on this and I'm gonna let my heart follow the call of God. So you and I can do this. Can we all stand to our feet? As we finish, can we get verse 12 up? See, Moses, we know that he made it. He fulfilled the call of God in his life. One of the most famous men in all the earth. If even him and he protested God, how much more will you and I might struggle with this? But let's check this out. What was God's predominant answer when he 
resisted the call of God. He said, God answered simply, I will be with you. So when you and I find the call of God knocking on our heart, at times we'll feel disqualified. At times we'll feel inadequate. At times we'll find our heart not wanting to go there. But let me tell you, He has sent us a helper in the Holy Spirit. And He promises to be with us every step of the way. Even if we're afraid, even if we're discouraged, if we just say, yes, God, yes to the calling on your life, yes to the destiny, He will help you. And He promises to be with us. Can we all just close our eyes in this place? Great Spirit of God, I pray, come to every heart. And I just want us right now, just ask the Lord, What's written on my heart that does not align to you? What lies of the devil have I believed about who he says I am? Reveal things, Holy Spirit. And as things begin to come up, just repent of them. Say, God, I'm sorry for believing that lie that I'm not good enough that I'm gonna fail, that I don't have what it takes. God, I'm sorry for agreeing with this lie. But now let's open up our heart to let the Lord speak to us about who He says I am. And what we're gonna do just for about 30 seconds, we're gonna sing this bridge one time. And I know that the Lord is here to speak to you. He will give you promises. Hear His voice above every other voice. So come on in this place, let's open up our hearts. Thank you, God. Come on, press into God in this moment. God, I've exposed every lie. Resist the devil and he will flee. Let faith rise up in me. Rise up, oh heart, believe. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And remember, I know so many people just thank God a promise. You heard the voice of God about who He says you are. Make sure you go home and you begin to declare that over your life every day until you feel faith rise up and then meditate on it until our, the words of our mouth and the meditation of our heart are pleasing to the Lord. Amen. Amen. Well, you can grab your seats right now.